Hey, Sabri. What should we do on today's podcast? The same thing we do every podcast, James. Try to save the world. It's Aubrey and James. It's Aubrey and James. One is a jock. The other plays games. Welcome, everybody, back to episode nine of Two Fools Save the World. Dude, fucking ninth episode, man. How do you feel? Dude, I think that's pretty cool that we got uh, this far. Nine episodes, that's an achievement, but I'm waiting for ten. So, guess what happened? What happened? I actually ate lunch inside a restaurant today. Uh, That's good news, I guess. (laughs) What restaurant? (laughs) I mean, the local Lazy Dog (laughs) one. Do these. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I actually, you know, they're open now. Like, you know, shit's starting to open back up. And uh, it's kind of leading into the first topic that we're talking about because the famous topic of everybody's talking about is COVID-19. And California just recently went into phase three i believe uh with that a lot of things are opening up which is funny because the last time they talked about california it was gonna we're gonna be like home until like fucking july like yeah. wasn't it something like that and then now all of a sudden like it's like okay and me i'm like all right preparing to stay at home in july went you know grocery shopping got some more stuff you know bought me another pack of toilet paper just for you know the fuck of it <laughs> and now it's like i turn around and i see like all these opening signs and i see restaurants and all these marketing blasts and emails saying we're open dining rooms open come meet with us and everything and i was like what what happened between last week and now this week that all of a sudden everything is opening back up so how was it? Because I haven't actually eaten in a restaurant for since COVID. How what, was there any differences you noticed, or what, how was it the experience? If I had to describe it, aside from like having to wear a mask and whatnot, and which it wasn't required, it, it varies by what restaurant or varies by the organization that or establishment that you go to. Right? Really, so they didn't require a mask. That's yes. interesting. I mean, it's kind of hard to say because you're sitting down to eat. Like, how the fuck are you going to eat with a mask on? So, I mean, they're going to take it off anyways. Well, did but they all- make you walk in with a mask? or? So, again, it depends on where it is. Like, there's no signage or anything that's saying that you have to have a mask or anything like that. But all, all the employees and staff, they do have masks on. And they're they're kind of like they have that. So it's weird, right? Because like, everything is like opening up, I think, really, really quick. So it really depends on the establishment, what they require, what they don't require. If I had to describe how it felt, have you ever gone like out to eat after like a really major holiday? New Year's is probably a good example, right? So okay. New Year's New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, everybody is out partying, drinking, hungover as fuck the next day. At retail-wise, uh, New Year's Day is one of the lowest gr- uh, grossing as far as sales throughout the whole year. Nobody goes out. So if you would go to like a restaurant or even say even like 4th of July, everybody's barbecuing or Memorial Day that just passed. Everybody's outside barbecuing. There's normally home, friends and whatnot. Restaurants are like dead empty. So it kind of felt like that. There was nobody inside. There was maybe three or four people. And everybody's like social distance as well. Uh, People were uh, six feet like apart from each other and things. I I ate at the patio because I figured the patio was probably, and I think a lot of other people had the same idea. The patio is probably the safest place to eat if I had a choice to eat inside a restaurant and sit down establishment. So outside, and it was chill. It was cool. Like I had a decent meal that I haven't had in I don't know how long because it's not like wasn't top ramen or the microwave pizzas and shit that I eat. Occasionally I would cook, but for the most part, it's just easier to throw something in the microwave and eat it real quick. So I enjoyed it, but it's fun. It'll be interesting to see how things continue to go and how the trend goes moving forward. Right. So... My family knows they're not going out. So this is already, it doesn't matter what they, what phase we're in, what they open up. My family knows. I told them we're not going out. We'll let everybody else go out and we'll see what happens. And then we'll decide what we do from then. But as far as uh, my family goes, and I'm sure there's other people thinking like me, we're not going out. So we're kind of going to live through uh, people like you who are, taking the risk and eating at the restaurant. So thank you for that and informing us because we're going to live through you. So uh, what dish did you eat so I could live through you? <laughs> did my part. Yeah, if I had ribs, actually. Oh, my God, those are so good. Yeah. All right, just... quarantine's over. I'm going out. Let's get some ribs. <laughs> ribs this time. It was good. I ain't going to lie. But 
I, I just I find it funny though. Like it's it's like pedal to the metal. We went from zero to sixty like really fast. Like researching no, I, into it. I don't it's think nuts. we went zero to sixty. Not you don't, not California. Well, I mean, unless I'm just preoccupied or something. But it literally felt like the last time I checked the news, it's like July. We're staying at home. Like nothing's opening up. There's like little things that open it up, but for the most part, shit's still locked down. So it seems like Governor Newsom is taking the slower approach, but he's also taking the approach where he's looking at what the rest of the country's doing, and he doesn't want to be too behind. So it, I think because all these other um, states were opening up, kind of were similar to us. He decided that well, we're not going to be the only one that doesn't open up. So, I think he's t- that's why he took some steps forward. So you're saying he was peer pressured into doing it? You think? I don't think he was peer pressured because if he was peer pressured, he wouldn't have took the stance he did for so long. You know, it's a Democrat state. The Republican president was kind of pressuring, and then you're watching all the other states open up. I think he just realized that California is different than other states. You know, California, New York, the density and the people, you know, it's different than uh, some of these other states that are already spread out. But the real test is now that he did push it, how fast is this going to come back? Is COVID going to hit a second phase? Will it hit a second phase? How fast will it take? These are the questions that I'm curious about. Because summer's coming up, too, and the heat is supposed to be good to kill viruses. But after uh, summer is winter, and if we don't have that rushed vaccine that uh, President Trump is promising, uh, this could be a bad winter. Winter is coming. In the summer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it really... Some of the things that surprised me, though... And some of the other stats are like different places are opening up, like Las Vegas. Like, so everything is either open up or in the process of opening, aside from like some of like the major things like gyms and movie theaters and things like that. But what surprised well, me is I heard even like, gyms are going to open up soon. Some, not in California. Nevada, though, I believe some of them are. But what surprised me, like, since California is feel like we're doing a slow approach, I was very surprised to hear that some of the major malls have opened up. Like on the 26th, which I believe today right now is the 27th, uh, of May, uh, Ontario Mills Mall, which is a huge mall, kind of up towards like the Inland Empire type of thing. Uh, right. They opened up. They opened up on Tuesday, so Ontario Malls is open. And in Orange County, there is a huge shopping mall called uh, South Coast Plaza, and that's scheduled to open up on June first. And there's a lot okay. of people, like a lot of foot traffic and things that goes to that mall. Both of those malls, Ontario right. Mills and South Coast Plaza. So. Uh, there's, you know, some fucker who happens to have COVID-19 or happens to be sick walking into those malls, then, yeah, all yeah. of a sudden you're going to have a shit ton of people, like, infected right there. Well, right, and it's bound to happen because, yeah, people are wearing masks, but are you wearing gloves? You know, if they touch something and then you touch it, now you have it, and as soon as you touch your mouth or pick your nose, you got it. So there it goes. The one thing that concerns me or really freaks me out is Las Vegas. The casinos for Vegas and hotels, they open up on June 4th. Uh-huh. So you're going to have a lot of your Caesars Palaces and all the other main casinos opened up. And, I mean, you catch a lot of shit in Vegas already. We're not going to go into that. That's <laughs> a different podcast. Hey, hey, hey. But now you got to worry about Corona, too, you know? <laughs> what happens in Vegas so, doesn't stay in Vegas anymore, baby. That shit comes home with you now. <laughs> well, does that apply to COVID? So if you catch COVID <laughs> in Vegas, does it stay in Vegas when you leave? Oh God, you only wish. But I mean, think about oh. it. Like all the all the casinos and stuff, like a slot machines. Slot machines is like pure steel or metal. Oh, yeah. And if they as they say, like how long it stays on like metal or steel for the most part, that yeah. the next person like going it's a out few of it. Days. Like, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean how many like slot machines and things like that, they can't obviously they cannot sanitize and clean all that shit you know the workforce that you would need in order to like sanitize all the casino and slot machines so I would bet I would bet they do have somebody sanitizing um, the machines a couple times throughout the day but I also bet these gamblers are going to wear gloves too 
I'm sure they'll be forced. And I haven't looked into all the stuff that's actually required in order to do that. But you've seen how big Vegas is and how many people go there. It's impossible to be able to sanitize all those machines as many times as people actually go in and start playing them. You can't do it. It's impossible. It's true. You would, you would literally need 300 to 400 people per casino where their only job is to just wipe down the machines. Well, it's not only that. What about the, the cards? What about playing blackjack and poker? You know, they're not wiping down these cards every time you get it. And I can't imagine these uh, poker players wearing gloves. You know what I mean? Same thing with the chips. You know, you have your casino chips and not that you cash out. Yeah. People are like so, doing that. Dirty money everywhere. Literally. I mean, there was talks about actually being able to have a digitized chip and like you like scan a QR code or something on your phone. So now your phone actually lives at your like your virtual currency, which I can see that, but it's too quick of a change to actually do in order to incorporate. Right. It's, it's too quick of a change. And then they would have to work people hacking for real money. Cause yeah. if the right policies are not in place, that thing will be easy to uh, hack. Oh, for sure. I can just imagine somebody goes on a Wi-Fi, their password is password. And I just get into your account. And I stole all your money. <laughs> no, I right. just say th- thank you, Mr. COVID-19 for making me a millionaire. So, yeah, you transfer it to your funds in another island. There you go. Maybe, but the sad thing is, nice to go this, this year. Is, <laughs> nice time to this go. is the this is the true fat ass of me talking. The sad thing is, they're not opening up buffets, so that's a little bummer. What's funny is, I feel bad as a fat, as a, you know a fat ass member as well. I didn't think about the buffets. Yeah, they're not opening them up, and that's one-third of the reason why you go to Vegas. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody goes to at least one buffet. Horrible. Even wonder, the other the other side of Vegas, like the nightlife and whatnot, I'm wondering like, if you're going to the clubs, like, how the fuck are you going to social distance at a club or like dancing around? Oh, uh, there will be no social distancing, I, I guarantee it. But even with like, these young people, because you got to think about, huh? Are they going to be running like masks inside the club too? I figured you have to. I don't know. I don't know what the law is on mask in uh, Vegas, if it's mandatory or not. But if you think about it, like all these young people are not social distancing anyways. These young 20-year-olds or whatever are still trying to get their groove on, you know, each other. And, you know, they, they're they not social distancing. They don't care. It's they're true. fucking around. Mean- uh, yeah, to say the least. I mean, my Tinder account has been very active this past, like, you know, six weeks or whatnot, <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> I've been seeing. <laughs> They're like, man, I got 18 likes. This is more than I ever had in the last four years. What the fuck? Just took a You're little, like, thank you, COVID. Yeah, COVID is the best wingman ever, dude. Like, seriously. That's <laughs> you see that? And you're in your 30s. So if 30 around in the 20s, fucking around even more. Exactly. And I'm just trolling for fun, swiping left and swiping right. You get bored a lot of times in COVID. <laughs> yep. So other other topic that happened this week. So normally Trump puts his foot in his mouth. But, uh, did you hear Biden put his foot in his mouth? Well, it's funny that you mentioned it because aside from swiping left or swiping right, the other thing that I do during COVID-19, I scroll through Twitter. And so I happened uh-huh. to see something on Joe Biden. Like, uh, what what the fuck did Joe Biden do? So Biden was interviewed, I can't say, dudes, by a black guy, Charlemagne or something. And uh, he was interviewed, and one of the, somehow he answered the question, if you're considering voting for me or voting for Trump, then he said, you ain't black. And I was just like, oh, shit. Like, did he really just say that? Like, it was going to be hard enough to beat Trump without any mistakes. And the fact that he just said that, I was just like, oh, man. Did he raise his but, fist when he said it? Uh, no. He kind of looked, like, dead serious. And it's weird because he had a different persona on, too. Like, he was talking to a black guy, so he was talking more black <laughs> as if. He was trying to fit in. I don't know. It was kind of weird. And the the whole interview was just kind of weird. And I was just like, man. And it just brings me back to like, man, we got to choose between Trump and Biden. 
is man, is there not two better people in the world that can run our country besides these two? And this is what we have. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. But yeah, so he uh, <laughs> he made that comment. And then you just see a bunch of memes out there, which I did a couple of them, by the way. Thank you very much. And they're just pretty funny. Like, and I don't know if this is going to hurt him or help him. Um, you don't really see it going on too much, though. Like, I thought you would see more of Biden being insulted, but he didn't really make the news. I don't know. Have you? Do you think he kind of made the news other than that one Twitter? Well, I know that you, you told me about it, and I kind of saw it on Twitter. But aside from that, it didn't hit, like, mainstream media. It didn't, like, there was no hashtag, like, Biden's over or Biden's, like, you know, fucked up or he put his foot in his mouth. The second Donald Trump says something, like, it literally stays on Twitter for at least two days until the next, uh-huh. shit, that, until the next shit that he says that he does something stupid. Because you can always count on Trump to say something stupid, or at least it's because everybody's always looking for Trump to say something stupid, and they really, really over-exaggerate when he does, even though a lot of times... There's a couple of things that's questionable when Trump says it's not really as bad, but people make it a big deal. The yeah. Biden thing, the way you make it sound, it sounds like it should have been more of a bigger deal than it did. <laughs> but, right? Like, that's what I thought. I thought it, everyone was going to be all over that. Yeah, I maybe, maybe I they want Biden to win, so he's not. They're trying maybe, to like play it off. I don't know. Maybe he has a thing. Maybe he really does have him on the inside. You know, when he comes out next week with this diss track rap battle on Donald Trump, then we'll be like, okay, my bad, Biden. I, you know, maybe I might, <laughs> I might put put my vote towards you. I'm like, all right, you got my vote. I know. Maybe this was his way to try to get a couple white votes. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I mean, maybe he's a real slim shady. He just stood up. Who knows? Uh, I know. Please stand up. Please stand up. Well, Biden definitely has a tendency of not thinking before he speaks or not thinking at all as he's getting up there in age. The all-timers is hitting him, though. That's probably what's going on. The all-timers is hitting him. That's probably what's going on. (laughs) Man, I know. And I don't know. I, I don't want Trump another four years, but is Biden the answer? When you get to a certain age, though, I think certain things are excusable. I don't know if Biden's at that age or not yet. I don't know if Donald Trump's at that age or not yet. But I think they're both at that age, and they have that old man grumpy syndrome where they can say whatever the fuck they want and get away with it. Except your president. You're not supposed to get away with it. Whatever. They're old man. They say it. They do it. But yeah, so I I posted a funny meme about it where I don't know if you saw it, but he's in um, cornrows. Are his hairs braided in cornrows? And he's I, and it says, "You ain't black if you will vote for me." And I just thought that was hilarious. I saw that, and when I first looked at it, I didn't know what the hell it was because again, I didn't see this trending on Twitter, so I had no clue. And I'm all like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I kind of cracked up a little bit, but I didn't understand the context until you told me, and now I understand a lot more about it. So, um, yeah, it's funny shit. Well, to segue from uh, Biden, you ain't black, to some news in Minnesota that happened. You probably heard about this. It's it's going on right now. A black man named George Floyd was killed by a cop in Minnesota. Have you heard anything about this? I saw a video, and maybe that's why the whole Biden thing kind of went under wraps, because it could have been just, like, bad timing as well. And I think on top of that, I'm surprised maybe it didn't get any more press because of it, though. But I saw a couple of videos. At first, I... And it's sad to say that this is becoming a pretty common occurrence to the point. It almost to the point where it's kind of like, you know, another school shooting happened. It's almost like, oh, another school shooting happened. It's, it, it comes to, like, the news of, like, you know, another, you know, person passed away via the hands of cops or something like that. So it's, I saw the videos on it, disgusted with how it happened. And, like, the, I read the article of how it was portrayed. Then I saw the video uh-huh. of, of the action that actually took place. And so for for those out there, can you explain a little bit? The way the article kind of stated is that it was a routine, either a routine traffic stop. The gentleman in question, uh, George, he fit the description of somebody else who had done another crime. And I can't recall exactly what that crime was. I think it was forgery. Okay. 
uh, or whatever it is, they approached him and it looked like uh, one of the officers, well, that, that's the video. So the, the way they had said, they said they approached him, they questioned him. The article stated that he resisted arrest and force was had to be taken in order to arrest him. It okay. basically sounded like, you know, like he was uh, resisting arrest. He was like being uh, very resistive. They arrested him. Uh, there was a photo that showed a police officer with his knee on his neck. That's gone right. viral around. And the thing about that is that he stated that he could not breathe. And I don't know exactly how long after that, but he passed away, I think, pretty shortly after that, after at least an hour or so. Or I don't know if it was on the scene or whatnot, though, but he passed away because of that. Yeah, it's crazy. So there's four cops, I believe, being questioned for this. And the picture, I saw that picture, too. And that was the first thing I saw to do with anything with the case. And the picture shows a white man on George's neck, his knee on his neck. But then I watched um, the second, I saw two videos. The second video shows there's actually like three or four cops on this guy. So maybe he resisted, maybe he didn't. But there's a cop on his legs. There's a cop like, if there's four, there's one on his ass and one on his back. And then there's the one on his neck. And he he's he's handcuffed at this point. He's obviously down. But as a breathing standpoint, if you have some guys, a grown man's weight on your back, which is where your lungs are, and then you have another grown man's full weight on your neck and he's saying he can't breathe i'm curious to how these cops are being trained because this was like in no way right like the dude's apprehended already he needs like you could obviously tell he can't breathe and it's kind of like alarming just thinking what if that was me you someone we cared for where he's defenseless and yet they don't let up if he if he's resisting in any way okay one guy two guys hold him down but you're on his lungs the back of his lungs and you're on his neck like his airway there's no air going through at this point with that much weight assuming each each cop weighs like 180 there that's well over 300 pounds on the dude who could breathe with 300 pounds on you so I'm curious to how these cops are being trained. I mean, it doesn't take that much weight alone, aside from having a full grown man, like literally on your neck or on your back. Uh, even like if you have the right pressure point or at least the right spot, like you could cut off a person's like windpipe or just cut off their breathing like pretty substantially to the point where they're they're being in trouble after a while. I don't know. Just watching was upsetting. I'm curious just so the mayor the mayor actually spoke up I saw a quick video of him the mayor of Minnesota or the city it happened in and he was saying that this was murder wow and, for the mayor to right and I was shocked to hear it so the mayor's white I I caught his name I didn't write it down, so sorry for that but good for him for speaking up for a, a citizen under his watch and stuff that is murder if you think about it if it's not murder by the cop it's murder by the department for poor training because any way you look at it they killed the guy and if it was forgery or whatever the simple thing was are resisting like no one i don't feel any of their lives were at danger at that point there was no need for the access of uh keeping his knee on his neck even his back, if he couldn't breathe, and, and even if the cop wasn't on his neck and, and he was just on the back, if someone says they can't breathe, I feel like they need to have proper training or guidelines to be like, okay, let's sit him up. He's still handcuffed. He's not a threat to us. Because it seems like this is an ongoing thing and it's happening way too often. Agreed. Also... I know Minnesota, I saw a video of them rioting in Minnesota, and actually uh, Black Lives Matter is 
was rioting or protesting, I don't want to say rioting, but protesting the 101 freeway. As of today, and right now it's 8.53 p.m. on May 27th. Initially, right before we started this podcast, I took a look at news at uh, TMZ. Not exactly the most trusting news site, though, but they broke the story first. Uh, yeah, the protest for Los Angeles started right in front of the uh, city hall in downtown LA. And a couple of people started gathering. And from what it said, it brought up to about 500 to 1,000 people as they started going towards the 101 freeway. Uh, there was a CHP officer, uh, patrol car, going there. And as he went towards the crowd, one of or many of the people in the crowd uh, took a skateboard and smashed the back of the windshield for a CHP officer. And the CHP officer went away. There was another, I guess, car that kind of pulled up behind. I guess maybe he probably called for backup. I'm assuming that's what he did. Another CHP officer came up. They smashed the windshield on there, and, you know, that person took off as well. So it already started off, like, really bad. And, I mean, I I get people's frustrations and uh, what, like, happening and whatnot, though. But it's similarity to kind of what happened way back in the day with, like, the Rodney King riots that happened. It started, like, on Figueroa and whatnot. And that turned out to be like a really bad thing. I don't think it's going to get anywhere to the point where like this happened though, but it's violence is not, I get both, I get both understanding uh, side of it though. Like people are fed up, they're frustrated, you know, they want to do something about it, but the violence against like law enforcement and stuff is not necessarily the answer for that. Necessarily. It's not the answer. You don't want to like do anything. There's a way to do it peacefully. Kind of like Colin Kaepernick. He took a knee. That was a peaceful protest. And uh, the, right. way that he, the way that the approach that he took about it, too, it was, you know, a peaceful protest. It was it stirred out a lot. It was very powerful. It was a powerful movement that got a lot of attention and uh, definitely brought a focus on a topic that he felt very strongly about. Right. Colin Kaepernick, it was interesting. He was in the not to take away from George Floyd, but he recently was in um, the news. So the NFL put him under the title retired and it was and it was like whoa 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 i never retired you guys just won't hire me so that was kind of like an interesting how the nfl was still trying to quietly sweep this away but colin kaepernick just won't go away for them so i I found that was pretty interesting but nobody wants to hire colin kaepernick for like what it is Oh, yeah, he's blacklisted. It doesn't matter what the NFL says publicly. They blacklisted him. He committed career suicide the second he started taking a knee. What do you think about that? Not everyone would do that. I respect him for for standing up for something that he believed in and he felt so strongly for that he was willing to put his career on the line in order to make it say that this is important and people got to listen and people got to pay attention and this needs to be something that people think think of. No, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of him. I know a lot of people want to do that, and I'm a Niner fan. Back the Super Bowl. Um, it goes to that quote that I learned in Mr. Pittman's class, and it's still one of my favorite quotes till this day. And you'll probably remember it when I say it. If you won't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yep. You remember that quote? I do. Yeah. So good. Good for Colin Kaepernick, and how ironic. Um, color, color camper. Nick took a knee, and then this white guy killed a black man by taking a knee on his neck. So, oh jeez, it's not a yeah. I know it's not a something we want, and it's not the news that we enjoy talking about. But it's out there. Switching topics, though. Then you want to start a new segment? Yes, I did. A little good news. From two fools. <laughs> so, so I was watching um, um, a show on YouTube called SGN by John Krasinski, and I was motivated to do some good news. So, James, let's share a little good news in this segment. I love that, man. A little positivity going from what seems like everybody always focuses on the negative. So I have a couple of like good topics. My good news, essentially, for the week, as everybody's got furloughed on COVID-19, you know, the 
company that I currently work for, we brought back a good majority of people off furloughed. So I feel great about that, that the fact that people were either on unemployment, they didn't have a job, they now have a job again. So I, I am happy that things are coming at least somewhat normal. It's a new norm, but things are getting back to a normal state where people are getting back to their jobs in the workforce. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, that does sound like good news. I'm sure they were um, desperately excited to get back to work. Yeah, a lot of people are like really eager. They were getting bored. I mean, another thing that I'm happy for too, I got a fucking bitchin' desk set up now, man. I know I shared a couple of pictures with you and whatnot though, but I, a, pro- a weekend project for me over the Mario weekend, I decided to completely redo my desk and what I do for my stream setup. I built me a new computer. I got me an awesome bitchin' desk that I made out of an Ikea kitchen counter, and I couldn't <laughs> be more pleased than how it turned out. It's exactly what I wanted. Like, I'm extremely happy in that. And just so everybody knows, uh, bitching is the right word. That shit looks awesome. And James doesn't know it, but he's hired to do mine when I decide to do my new setup. So congratulations, James. You are hired in the future. Thank you. If anybody else uh, needs help with their setup, I work for Dr. Pepper and a couple of chili dogs. Just hit me up. Oh, chili dogs. There you go. (laughs) Did you have any more good news for us? No, that's pretty much uh, my top news. What about yours? What, what's what's happening in your world? What's good with you? All right, a little good news for me. So I'd like to say uh, for the two fools on Facebook, we hit 100 likes this week. And, right? That doesn't seem like a lot, but to us, that's a lot. And uh, moral victories for us hitting the big 100. So good job, us and all the people who uh, liked and followed us. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for uh, your good, and thank you for continuing for uh, supporting us in the future. Yeah, more good news is uh, um, a couple podcasts ago I said uh, I was hunting down a Nintendo Switch, and uh, this father found one. I was so excited that I finally got one. My kid is going to be so happy um, on his birthday uh, the, coming up this weekend. So I I didn't let him down. I found a Nintendo Switch. I got a couple games, and I'm still in the running for Father of the Year now, and and he's going to be so excited, especially during this COVID-19 time where he can't play with his friends or anything. So that's why I decided to to hunt it down, which was not an easy task. So I was so stoked. Say you got lucky, man. You know how hard it is to find one of those things, or any video game in general, as we talked about like a couple podcasts ago. It's almost damn near impossible to find anything. Why don't I just call GameStop directly instead of calling each individual store and just call the corporate and see if they can ship one out to me and it worked so if anyone's desperate yeah so if anyone's desperate like me feel free to bypass the stores and um and see if uh their main office will send you one out because they had some in stock so so that's how that's how I got it so thank you GameStop father of the year running coming up and lastly, I'd like to say for this little good news segment, um, we didn't give you guys a lot of time. We posted it a day ago because that's pretty much when I came up with it, a day ago. And we asked to hear some good news from you guys. And we have one response. And that one response was from our good buddy, Ken. And he was, I know he was joking when he responded because he's a big jokester. But his good news was, I suck at Madden. And I thought about it. I was like, dude, I think he just insulted me on my good news segment. (laughs) But you know what? Me sucking at Madden is good news for him. So I'm going to share this good news and I'm going to share a story with you on why this is good news. And I hope Ken's listening. So years ago in our heyday, and James could contest for this, we, we all played Madden and... We worked together, and we worked at uh, EB Games, and Ken worked there also. Rest in peace, EB and, Games. Now GameStop. <laughs> rest in peace, <laughs> yes. And so we would play Madden, and Ken is the type of guy where he would play any game. He would find a glitch or a cheat move in any game, and he will use that move to beat anybody. Is that accurate, James? 
Fairly accurate. I believe initially what we did, we labeled his three plays A, B, and C, which he used, and he exploited the shit out well, of I'm those not, three plays. <laughs> I'm not just talking about Madden. I'm talking about a majority of all games. I'm trying to paint a picture for the audience. Yeah, so he, he, fi- he finds an exploit, and you exploit the exploit. Right. So we show up to his house one day. And we decide to play a game of Madden. But at his house, his whole family was there. It was a it was a little event. And we're talking about, like, cousins, uncles, grandparents, parents. And we start playing. And they are behind us and they're watching. And they're starting to cheer for me as they're realizing I am beating Ken so bad that he never gets beat and this came up with the title sam so ken's name is officially sam and sam stands sucks at madden (laughs) and whoever and whoever gets beat that's their name and and that we haven't played in years but i was the last one to beat him and he pretty much never beat me i think he only beat me once out of all the times we played once I figured out his exploit move, it was done. But, um, yeah, so whenever I talk to Ken, I always call him Sam. So I guess it is good news that uh, if we ever play again, I suck at Madden, so he could probably beat me. I guess the bad news is I would probably never play him at this point, realizing I suck at Madden now. <laughs> but just to share the story of uh, Ken's good news that I suck at Madden, um, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, to Ken for sharing that good news with us and allowing me to share our story about uh, how I got to beat him the last time in front of his whole family as they cheered for me. So thank you, Ken, for sharing this good news and starting off our first segment. A little good news. If anybody else has any good news to share, no matter what it is, it could be very little or it could be very big. It doesn't matter to us. Uh, we have a Facebook post that we posted. If you follow us on Facebook, uh, Two Fools Save the World, I believe, is how we, what we name or Two Fools Save the World, pardon me. Uh, go ahead and just send us a message. Tell us what happened, what do you feel good about, and, yeah, we'll try to get it in on the next segment of next week's episode. Yep, and be careful if you try to insult because we will try to find a way to twist your story. All right, Ken? I mean, Sam? <laughs> and by the way, that's not an invitation to insult us. If you're insulting, insult Robert <laughs> Hewlett. <laughs> yeah, don't insult us, but if you feel the need, I will change it up and turn Ken, it into some yeah. good news. Ken, if you're listening, if you want to respond to Sabra, you're more than welcome to come in and join us on this podcast to tell your side of the story. I think actually that'd be kind of funny. Well, there is no side of the story. He got beat. His family cheered for me in the story. <laughs> Sorry, Ken. It's one of my memories. So going from um, a little good news to where we got this from, we got this from the show, Some Good News. And I literally, literally just started watching this YouTube channel like two days ago. I was late to the party. Apparently, James knew about this the whole time. And... The show Some Good News by John Krasinski from The Office. Literally, yeah, a.k.a. Jim, literally cheered me up. Like, I'm talking about I was watching it, and I was like, oh, man, this is great. I'm laughing. He's sharing good news. There's positive energy. I'm really enjoying the show. And I'm watching, I'm binge-watching every episode. He had eight episodes. And then... My mind got blown. I think he sold out and sold the his Some Good News company to CBS. And I don't want to say he sold out like he's a sellout. But it was like, man, this was for us. And you sold this to a big industry company. And I was so bummed about it. My mind was like, I literally had something to grab onto for like a day. And then a day later, it was gone. Like, oh, what happened? Any thoughts on that, James? So I can see both sides of the story. First, I don't. I think I don't think he sold out. So I'm on the fence, or I'm not on the fence. I'm on the side of that he is not a sellout. 
and I'm actually proud of him. This is good news, essentially, for him. And it's, and it's good news for all of us. Uh, as far as the salad, I don't, I don't think so much. So I started watching it initially when it came out on episode one, and I thought it was a fucking awesome and great idea. It made me feel good, like you said. It you know promoted positivity, which I liked, instead of uh, what normally people uh, gets more drawn to negativity. Because negativity seems to travel a lot more than positivity, unfortunately, in this day and age, especially on YouTube and social media and things like that. Drama sells and drama marketed better than positivity. It sucks, but that's just the way it is. I mean, just listen to like our podcast in the last six or seven episodes. A lot of things we focus on happen to be bad things. You know, bad thing that Trump does or, you know, fucking Biden did this. You know, a poor gentleman who passed away because of a, a cop. Negative stuff. You know, uh, it feels good to talk about something positive and it feels good to shine light on something that normally isn't in the spotlight. It feels great. Uh, so, right. the fact that something that was so pure tends to leave a different taste in your mouth because it's now going through something that seems more corporate and less pure and less organic is a big shot in the foot to everybody. But I don't see it as that way. So going from uh, eight episodes, which was great, and I started early on, you know, John Krasinski's show is pretty much the medicine that everybody needed during a sickness that nobody had, right? Yeah. It was a great thing. Great idea. Loved it. I guess sellout is a little harsh because we don't know everything that went behind the scenes. Like I know deep down inside, once he gets back to work, he's not going to be able to continue the show. I realize right. that. Right. But I think you made a good point saying something so pure just went to a corporation that doesn't seem so pure are a big yep. industry. So CBS is, and, and here's the thing. They could have done this at any point, any point they could have had good news, um, segment, a good news, this, a good news, that, but they focused on all the tragedy, tragedy. They focused on all the bad news. They focused on all the corruption. They didn't shine the light on a lot of good news. And this could have this could have happened at any point. But you're right. They're so focused on ratings. And then we the people are caught up in fear and drama and tragedy tragedy with their lives that they didn't do it. They didn't think of it. But now here comes this famous actor who does it and you know is actually successful at it. So they're like, you know what? And it wasn't just CBS. It was a bid war be, um, with other companies. I think NBC or I'm not sure who the other companies were. But I'm CBS sure all the players are trying to get into to get it because, yeah, everybody was trying to get this out show. Right. And, and I hope this is a new trend that starts, but they could have just made up their own, like, news channel like, like we did. Ours is a little good news. Or they could have done um, – you know, some more good news or just change the words. But instead they're like, we're going <laughs> to so, buy this guy's some more, more good news. Ah, we right. Yeah. More. Just put like <laughs> our, our, some good news. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> exactly. That two dots. <laughs> That's it. That keeps us safe. Cause we got that extra dot in there. Right. Like they could have done anything this whole time. And now that John created this great, amazing show that made people feel good. You know, he sold it to this company that yes, he's gonna he's gonna be the what is he co producer or something? Or he's gonna be involved in it, but he's not gonna be the anchor, he's not gonna be televised anymore, which was I think he made the show. He's not gonna be gonna be um and as a co producer, we know what that means. His name's gonna be on it, but he's not gonna have anything to do with the show. And that's what it really comes down to. It's going to lose that that pureness that he brought to the show where he brought everyday people and their good news to a limelight and, and let it shine. And I just don't think that's going to be there anymore. So I see it differently. First of all, the word sellout, I don't like saying that word because he didn't sell out and he's not, it wasn't to the point where he you know made a X amount of money and he walks away from it. He's still involved with the show. He made a statement today uh, because of it. He was on, uh, I forget whose uh, 
Dwight's actual real life car- uh, name is in real life. Rain Wilson. Thank you, Rain Wilson. So he uh, he did an Instagram live with uh, John, and he kind of explained a little bit of like what led up to it. So have you watched all the episodes like one through eight? Did you see the last episode eight? Yes, briefly. Okay, so episode eight was extremely emotional as far as it being the last episode because he knew it was basically just going to be eight weeks. It was going to be that. Everybody, I think, knows, or at least if they didn't, this wasn't going to be something that could be in that was going to be sustained. It wasn't going to be something that he was going to continue doing. There was going to be a point where it falls off. You know, uh, John, he's a very well-known actor and producer and writer. He wrote the uh, A Quiet Place, which is a really good movie, uh, along with his wife. Uh-huh. And he's going to continue to do other projects. You know, he's going to go into, like, mainstream, back to the uh, mainstream movies and stuff and write other, like, scripts and direct and do things. That's what he likes doing. You know, I never once thought he was going to continue doing a new show a little stat stuff. I mean, it blew up initially. I think he started off the first week as a joke. He's just going to like put it out because he was like fucking bored and just saw you know, <laughs> what happens. It was a good idea. Right. And I think really it started off as a goof and it went to like really crazy. In the matter of eight weeks, his channel has more than 70 million views of the eight videos that he did and over 2.58 million subscribers on YouTube. It's a free, the free platform on YouTube. Yeah, that eight episode though, going back to it, though, it was such an emotional thing for him because he knew it was the end and he didn't want it to end. And if you look at the social media response after that episode ended, people were begging him to keep it going, to give him more episodes, to continue to some good news because everybody enjoyed it so much. Right. So that happens. He goes, finds not selling out. He finds a partner, that partner within CBS and the other media uh, conglomerates that were trying to bid to get this actual show. He partners with CBS into attempt to prolong what everybody wants, which is some good news. His end goal was to share positivity and to have a segment or a news show that promotes positivity. And he did that. He ended up getting that. Mm-hmm. So what, what he ended up saying on uh, the Instagram live, like he even admitted, he says, uh, he uh, quote, you know, it wasn't sustainable. He said, so I needed a partner. He said, and it's funny. In the first episode, I said, he said, why isn't there a news show that's dedicated entirely to good news? Now we have one of the biggest news programs in America, CBS News, uh, saying that uh, we want to make it part of their, per- they're, they're saying that they want to make it a part of the permanent news cycle, which is insane, which I agree with them. So he did it like he did what he ended up wanting to do. And he, he continued to go on to say that, you know, it's gonna, he's going to be continue to be part of the show. He's going to co-host when he can. He's not going to be a regular co-host all the time, though, but he is going to have a couple of guest experience, uh, guest appearances where he actually hosts the show. And he's going to invite some of his old office friends on it that he said. So he's still going to be a part of it. And I feel happy in that sense that, you know, he got ended up, ended up what he wanted to do. What started off as like maybe like a little funny idea has now gone mainstream. And his vision of actually having a news segment that has positivity is now he did it. He made it. So I, I get that. No, no. And, and you make great points. And I hope you and John are absolutely right. My concern is... By the way, John, make that check out to James Crit. Oh, sorry. That dull shit was <laughs> My My concern is he now has no say in the show because it's now CBS property. So, yes, he can initially be like, I think the show should go this way. Well, if big CEO chairman or whatever says, eh, I think we this way, his say is now trumped. And CBS gets to do whatever they want. They could cancel the show. They could portray it in a different light. They could, you know, make it their own thing. So if if the pureness of the way John envisioned it stays true, then, yeah, it's a great thing. I'm just having a hard time believing it's going to keep the vision and the the pureness to it considering that this is a big industry news channel that could have done this at any point throughout any of the years that they've been around because they've been around for multiple decades and they didn't do it. So that's my concern is big corporate 
just took something away from the man, the little man again, and I'm concerned about it because I really did enjoy the eight episodes, yeah, the eight episodes he did, and I really did enjoy how it made me feel. And I understand that he probably isn't able to continue it. I get it. But the fact that we had something and now big corporate took it, I don't know. I don't know how. We have to see how it turns out. But I'd rather have our eight episodes and him do it eight episodes once a year than big corporate ruining it and getting rid of it down the line. If a CBS or other news anchor, see, I don't think... If somebody else tried to do this idea ahead of time, like already like a CBS News or just have a segment like that, I feel like it would fail miserably. I feel like this type of show had to be started something small and end up going to something big. I feel I like the only, I feel like that's the only way to have it. I mean, I, I go, I always kind of quote like McDonald's scenario. Uh, what's funny I quote that at the same time but you know the basic story around McDonald's is the guy kind of screwed out the McDonald's brothers out of their you know burger shop so right. <laughs> hopefully hopefully it doesn't completely follow the storyline of the McDonald's thing where the dude buys that <laughs> though but right, you're right not making me feel better is. James yeah but the fact you know it's kind of the same thing so dude Ray Crockett right who ends up who is like the end up buying McDonald's and uh, kind of buying out the McDonald's brothers he started franchisees of McDonald's. McDonald's initially started out in San Bernardino. They had their one shop there. Uh, the Ray Crockett gentleman franchised other uh, franchisees' restaurants throughout the United States and whatnot, and he ended up making it bigger and bigger and bigger, and he wanted that name. The name was the most important thing to him. He could have started out like he had all the trade secrets. He had, you know, how to make the burgers and all the stuff and like the speed system that McDonald's is known for. He just didn't have the name and he wanted that name. And because of that, he fought for that. He ended up buying out the brothers and stuff. And it's a, it's kind of like a fucked up story. Like if you haven't watched the, the founder on uh, either, I think it's on Netflix or, uh, you know, rent it and kind of watch it. It's interesting to say the least on how it yeah. all went down, but you know, yeah, but again, he he could have started his own burger shop and he could have like did the same thing, but he wanted that McDonald's name. Same thing, I think, with any news episode or stuff or like even us, you know, we started our own like a, a little good news type of thing. Anybody else could have started a news segment. But the fact that, you know, John did such a great job with some good news and it's such a known thing now, people wanted that. They wanted that name. They wanted some good news. They wanted John Krasinski. They wanted exactly what he what he made and what he you know brought up, and uh, that I think is what holds value. Like if if another mm. like news company or something like that just started like a good news segment, yeah, no, we wouldn't even hear about it. I'm not one, buying because, it. One because they're yeah. already they're already started and they already have the uh, they're known for like negativity like how we talked about before and that's what they normally sell for like ratings and things so nobody would even pay attention for that they probably would get like some stupid little five minutes like made at the end of the news show where they talked about a bunch of other you know fucked up shit in the beginning school shootings another person died and all that stuff and they probably gave a five minute segment that you know little timmy graduated from high school or something like that they wouldn't do well that that's what it's probably going to be anyways they're not i doubt they do a half an hour show on it That'd be cool if they did, but it makes me. You bring up the good point, though. Do you remember an old TV show? They might even still do it uh, called America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh yeah, of course. Right, that was a big show when we were younger. It's the red, well, that... red, and blue. Something I don't know. America, America, this is you. Wow, very good. I would not have remembered that. <laughs> but my point is, I bring that up. Because they strictly had a TV show for families who did funny things or America's Funniest Videos. Pure laughter, pure comedy. That was a show done for that. Pure funny. No no negative, no stories, just funny clips of things that happened. So that tells me that this could have happened with good news at any time. They had a show for funny videos but no one had the bright idea to have a show for good news. That's because it's money-related, ratings-related, and that's why they bought this show. Not for what it could be, but, but they bought it for the ratings and the popular to see if it could do a spark plug. 
And if it doesn't work, guess what? They're going to trash it, and we lost it. They're just going to get rid of the show. And that's what concerns me because I'm not falling for the McDonald's thing where it, they wanted the wholesome name. No, they, they saw something that works. They wanted the ratings, and then they're going to try to spark their news channel or get some more ratings and stuff from it. And that's what's really going to happen or going on. And I'm just not too happy about it. So I don't want to say he's a sellout because I guess we all knew he couldn't continue it. But I just didn't want big corporate America to have something where the the little guy finally had something sharing with us. You know, the dude gave a prom. He gave um, graduations. He did a marriage for somebody. He married to it was just great. And you know, he had a small weather segment from Robert Nero, Brad Pitt, Emma Stone. <laughs> that was pretty funny where they just look outside and be like, Yeah, weather looks good. But I don't know, I just think something created with pureness is gonna get lost by the big corporate industry. Do you know the uh YouTuber Casey Neistat? No. So Casey Neistat, he's another famous YouTuber, uh, old school YouTuber, has 10 million subscribers, probably a lot more than that now. Uh, he hit the 10 million mark a while back. He's probably closer by 11 million, 12 million. He started off a software company called Beam, okay? And he intended it to kind of be the social media platform where people kind of post videos and it turned into what started off to be like a social media platform to then to kind of what it being a like a news show. Uh-huh. He ended up getting that sold to CNN. Okay. And what was supposed to be turned into a kind of like quote unquote news show. So that they kind of had this whole like beam YouTube channel that we're going to have. Uh, Casey Neistat was still a co-producer on it. Uh, CNN was the back end of it, and they were going to let you know Casey Neistat do his thing. He was going to run with the show, and he was going to do what it was. Uh-huh. Well, long story short, Casey and CNN couldn't come to agreement. They kept butting heads as far as like creative ideas and creative controls, to the point where Casey walked away from the project, and uh-huh. nothing really, nothing really ever came of it. So, and that's what scares me. There, there's always that what it can be, but to that point though, CNN couldn't really do anything of it because I guess the agreement that they had with Casey is Casey was supposed to do a, a lot of it. So uh-huh. they just kind of they kind of rebranded the organ. They they ended up buying the company, so he got a really nice payday out of it, like something underwear of like you know eleven twelve million dollars for the company or something because they, they ended up buying him out of it. But yeah. with the agreement of like nothing would ever come across it. So nothing ever got abused of the name. They never came out with a news source or anything like that. It just kind of the company almost got buried. Well, he's on YouTube now. Did he have to create a new name and a new show? Nope. Everything was his personal. Like he created his own blog channel. Like he has his own Casey Neistat YouTube channel. Um, everything they created was being was completely separate from his entity. That is Casey Neistat and his YouTube channel. So okay. he, he never had to do anything. He promoted the shit out of it with his own YouTube channel and like brought it up a little bit though. But uh, even when the fallout, when he actually walked away from it, uh, he marketed, didn't necessarily market that, but I was part of his main YouTube channel, like the saying of like the why. And I remember CNN got a lot of bad press for it too, because they wouldn't work with Casey. Right. So I, I remember. And I'm glad you brought that up because it does kind of shine a light on some of the things I'm kind of worried about happening with CBS taking over the show. It, it's just, I don't know. Like, if you guys have not watched this YouTube channel, SGN, just give it a look out, and I guarantee it'll make you guys feel better if you're just looking for some positivity or good news. Because John really did do a great job on uh, on shining the light on uh, everyday people getting good news and sharing good news, and he did some good things for some people. Very nice of him, and that's just what I don't want to go away. Hopefully not. It's a little bit early to say. Like they literally just signed a contract, I think, or everything talked about it like about a week ago. The biggest thing people were most pissed about, though, not the fact that he sold it, is the fact that they think he got a payday. And there's there's not really anything saying that what he's going to do with the money and how much money he actually got or what the details of that contract was. 
Uh, I'm not mad at the payday portion. Like, good for him. He wasn't getting... Well, I'm sure YouTube was paying him whatever he got. But... I don't know. I feel like the money... Because if that was an everyday person, like, let's say it was... uh, Let's say it was that show. I would be happy for you that someone paid you for that show. But I would still have the same feelings where they would take away the pureness that you created. But I would be happy for you that you got paid. So I'm not going to be mad at John um, because he's already famous and probably rich that he got paid more. No, I'm not going to be mad at for making money. But I'm just upset about the whole pureness because if that was you or me, I'd be happy that we got paid. I'd be happy that one of our friends that needed money got paid. So I'm not going to be sad that he got paid. He came up with a good idea, a good show. He deserved to get paid. The whole pureness thing, that's what I'm really concerned about. I don't want that show to get canceled. Maybe we could get him to join our show if it gets canceled and we'll just recreate it. A little good news. Uh, a little good news with three, three fools now. <laughs> <laughs> with, with two fools in the office. Yeah, there we go. That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be good. Well, we'll see what happens. They'd be interested to follow the story, but with that, yeah. I think it's a, it's a good point to to call it. Yep, the show gave us some bad news, some interest. So I think we had our ninth episode was a good. One. It was a roller coaster for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe. Have a good week, everybody. Take care.